Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. The following radio show is live, except for the announcement you're hearing right now. Welcome back to Your Island Live with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we're moving right along. The segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate. American bikers for awareness, training, and education. Promote safety on the roads for the two- and three-wheeled rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training, common sense laws, attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents where a driver is drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at 1-888-LI-ABATE or visit the website longislandabate.org. Long Island Abate wants everybody to know, please watch those left-hand turns, number one cause of motorcycle accidents. Are you looking to sell your home or buy? Well, look no further. Manzoni Real Estate is a real estate broker that the MLS proudly rated number one here on Long Island. Ray has a unique approach to selling your home. Ray says your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. Ray Manzoni Real Estate is at the top 1% of all realtors in the nation in the volume of sales. Call 631-928-1188 or go to that website, www.manzoni.com and mention your island with Tom Shalero. Let's get right back into it. A lot of folks trying to call on. I have got, I'm going to say this, that great assemblyman, Doug Smith here in the studio with us. Doug is one of our regular contributors here every other week. Also, Doug is a good friend. Just helps us out with, you know, Doug, I'm going to call you like the common sense guy because sometimes I, I'm losing it too much. Uh, I get very frustrated when I see elected officials not doing their job, uh, particularly in Washington. And, you know, believe it or not, as crazy as Albany is, that's really kind of benign when you compare it to Washington, D.C. Your thoughts, then we'll get to some calls. Oh, without a doubt. And uh, and it's always good to end the week here. Uh, you really do have the most informed listening uh, audience. Uh, uh, without a doubt. Incredible. You know, I was listening in yesterday and, and throughout the week. Uh, but, uh, no, I, I, it is funny that you say that because Albany, um, you may not agree with a lot of things they do. I know there are a lot of things that I disagree with, but at least, you know, we, we are coming to agreements on certain issues. The opioid epidemic, we took action on yeah. that. Domestic violence, we took action on that. You know, these are non-controversial things you don't hear about because, you know, they're not um, they're not uh, going to make newspapers sell. But we actually get things done. Washington, it's been at a stalemate. And if you look at even Obama's term, eight years, uh, you know, again, the Democrats had control for uh, two of those years. Yes. They got things done. Six years, nothing happened. Right. Donald Trump's term, the first two years, we got things done. Uh, the last two years, nothing's happened. It's been a stalemate. And, and you know, uh, interesting enough, uh, you're a Republican, a Democratic-dominated state. But, you know, you roll with the punches, Doug. You know? And I'm going to say this because I mean this sincerely. You, uh, you, you, you take an issue up. And you'll go with it, even though you know you're going to get opposition to it. But you believe in what politics is supposed to be, the art of the compromise. That's what it really is. It's not of the name calling. It's become politics means name calling. Okay, belittling somebody, lying about them. But you still uh, you're a young man, but old school, old school, meaning compromise. Let's get things done. And to a large extent, it does get done. We need more of that in D.C. right now. We are we're obsessed with this stuff. When I say we and I don't mean that I don't mean we the people. I mean them. The politicians in D.C. obsessed with this phone call to uh, Zelensky, the head of the Ukraine, to uh, his, his exact meeting and whether it's going to 
bring this country into another national nightmare of an impeachment process. Uh, I want to get to some calls, but Doug, what are your, I know you're out there. If, if I have to talk to anybody who is in touch with the people, it would be you. Because your congressmen, your senators, they can't do it. The constituencies are too big. Yours isn't. What are the people saying? Uh, mixed reviews. But mostly, you know, a lot of people are so sick of hearing about these things. And, and you know, when you talk about um, accurate news, I mean, the, the overall arching thing I'm, a theme I'm hearing are people saying, you know, from the day this guy got elected, they were talking about impeachment. So yes. it really undermines the credibility now if there is something to be said. And I'll tell you, like you and I, if we were talking to Ukraine, maybe we don't mention Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, maybe we just leave that one out. Right. Um, but so you I, know, I you're talking about a man that uh, is head of the Trump organization, probably did business like that in his real estate. Oh, yeah. yeah you know, you know, I, I mean, it's, it's a valid question. I will tell you that I think that the people do deserve to know what actually happened when, when Joe Biden was vice president, did he get a special deal for right. his son? I think right. that's a valid yeah. question, yeah. but I don't know that, you know, I, I, I don't know that that question should have come out of the president's mouth. Right. So that, that's going to be, that's the, the issue at the and, current and, issue. And, at and hand. that's a pragmatic approach that I think we as Americans should do. But, but members of Congress, particularly Nancy Pelosi should remember, look at the calendar, Nancy, right? You know, Next year, there's going to be national debate. The summertime is going to see national conventions. That's all they're going to be talking about. Leave it to we the people. Right. And I I do think that there's a certain wing of the Democratic Party, though, that would like to, in one fell swoop, take out both Joe Biden and President Trump. So, you know, if you look at it, he's not liberal enough for this Democratic base. Uh, Or socialistic enough. And that bothers me that to, to go out there and say you're a socialist and try to run for president of the United States is a very scary proposition I, I think so and I, I don't think that people are buying it um, but unfortunately you know I, I think we've seen an anger toward politicians and anger toward business as usual um, Obama got elected because he was kind of an outsider young guy yeah. he, want, he was going to change things uh, we did get a lot of the same but you know and I think in many ways that same independent spirit of the American voters uh, a lot of them voted for Obama and then yeah. voted for Trump yes, because they, they they want something different um, and you have this guy come in, Donald Trump. I mean, I, he's probably the first independent president I think we've I think had. So. And he's not really that far right no. conservatism. He really isn't. He, he does take a moderate stance on a number of issues. Uh, I, you know, I've seen him speak to workers. I've seen him speak to the rank and file and the police. Very much so how uh, the old style Democrats would speak in terms of the organized labor yep. and everything like that. A number here, 631-451-1039. We're going to be taking your calls. Let's start off with Joe from Ridge. Joe, what do you say? Well, you know what? I occasionally flip on to MSNBC and CNN to see what the opposition is doing. Yeah, I do the same thing. And they talk. And let me tell you something. As soon as they come on, within 10 seconds of them starting the program, they go right into it. Yes. And the other day I watched Rudy Giuliani when he started yelling at that other commentator. Yeah. Let me tell you something. They're lucky that I wasn't there because I would have got up and taken a bat and cracked it over his head because these people don't allow anybody to say anything. Do we lose Joe? What's that? Uh, We thought we lost you. Go ahead, Joe. You're still on the air, sir. Yeah, okay. And they think they're sacrosanct. They could do anything and nobody could say nothing about nobody. This Joe Biden's finished. Thank God for that. And I hope that comes to fruition. 
Yeah. And whoever they run against is going to lose because Trump's going to win again, and he's going to be vindicated. Okay. Thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, no, thanks, it. Joe. Appreciate it. A number here is 631-451-1039, talking about the Washington follies, can I say? And I only say that is I do respect our Constitution. I do respect the rule of law. I do respect the right to have free debate and discourse and so on. But I think you have to be somewhat pragmatic about that particular phone call and, and, and the merits of it and so on, and also leave it up to the American people because an impeachment process does nothing to open up another nightmare in this country and doesn't get infrastructure done, medical care, uh, all of the uh, immigration big issue. All that's being ignored, Doug. And and make no mistake, too, if we open up an impeachment process, uh, they don't have the votes in the Senate. Even if if many Republicans came with the Democrats to vote for impeachment, I think they would need like 19 extra votes. It's about right. Significant number of votes. And what you're looking at now in the Senate, if it came up to a vote, there's a good chance most Republicans and some Democrats would vote against it. Vote against it. Yeah. Now, the other thing that I think people are missing. If the House votes to impeach, uh, then it goes to a trial in front of the Senate. The Senate has to decide to convict. Uh, The president gets to defend himself, and they will actually have the opportunity to call witnesses, and they can talk about anything. Mm. So make, you know, I would not be shocked if this happens that they're going to be calling in witnesses to talk about the 2016 Democratic primaries. They're going to be talking about bringing witnesses to talk about Hillary Clinton's emails. So, I mean, this is just opening up something that we know um, he's not going to wind up getting in impeached and kicked out of office. Uh, But this is just going to rehash and relitigate things that we've already gone through. How many times can we go through Hillary Clinton's emails and then uh, Donald Trump's Russia probe? I mean, how how many times are we going to do this? It's like Groundhog's Day. And, uh, you know, I I think I used that phrase yesterday (laughs) because I think to a large extent that's what's happening here. It keeps rolling along and rolling along and nothing gets done. And now they're going to take the two weeks off uh, and I guess come back or uh, again, it'll be a frenzy going on in the the media uh, about all of this. And again, nothing gets accomplished. Very, very Frustrating. Six three one four five one one zero three nine. James in Calverton, you're on the air. Um, yeah. Didn't they just take summer vacation and they don't do anything? It, it, it's it's the only time in history where the congressmen and the senators had a three year paid vacation, and all they spent their time doing is having cocktail parties and trying to figure out how to take our president down. Um, what I see in all this is that the deals in China are being delayed because when they see what our own country is doing to our president, they don't really trust the deals. And the rest of the world is laughing at us because we're attacking our own president. I mean, not me. I think he's doing a great job. But our Congress, and as far as Lee Zeldin goes, he, it took him 18 years to jump on the 911 uh, act to help the, the, the people from, from the 911, the first responders. I, I don't praise him for that. Um, he didn't do anything with the veterans in Northport. I don't praise him for that. And he hasn't said a word about all this controversy with Donald Trump. He He's on the middle of the fence. He's not saying, he's not on Donald Trump's side. I don't trust him at all. Okay. And I think 18 years ago he was still here, in high school, I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't care what, but, but his whole attitude toward Donald Trump has been silent through this whole thing. He, he hasn't I, I don't think that at all, at actually. All. Um, I mean, Lee Zeldin has backing Donald Trump at all. I uh, back him completely. I mean, I don't know everything he did. Just let me finish. I'm going to get off. Everything Donald Trump did with this Ukraine thing was up and up. I mean, do you really want a president? Uh, uh, Biden becoming president after his son uh, committed treason and he's 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 dealing with another country. Whatever happened when he took the oath to become president? 
He was supposed to buy the laws of the United States and not be making deals with other countries. His son was getting 600000 a year a year to, you know, a no-show job. Come on. What is this country going through? I'm getting off. Thanks, James. Doug? It's a valid uh, question about uh, what what happened with the Biden family. Um, And to what uh, what James just said, you know, I think our Congressman Lee Zeldin has been vocal on this. And he has said he he took it on the chin on CNN a couple of days ago. They went after him on CNN. Yeah, but 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 he was willing to appear on CNN. That's you're walking into enemy territory if your name is Lee Zeldin. (laughs) That's right. So he did it. But and and, and you know what? With Lee Zeldin, he actually looks at these documents. And I know, you know, that that might be a foreign thing to many. But like when I when I'm on the floor of the assembly, I actually like to look at things before. Before I vote on it, I like to look at things to see what evidence is there, you know, and I'll tell you, like people have attacked me over um, certain things. Like, for example, I got on the floor and defended. uh, They passed the bill to go after Trump's state taxes. That's right. Now, the reason I defended that was because I don't care what resident of the state of New York you are. If New York state is passing a bill to single out a single person, that's unconstitutional. It's called a bill of attainder. It specifically says in the Constitution, a legislature cannot single out a person person or small group of people by legislation. You can't do that. That's so a good point. That's why I stood up against that. And that a lot bill of people, passed, though, right? It passed. And the House of Representatives, the Democrat House of Representatives chair of the Ways and Means Committee, agreed with me uh, that's right. and said, I remember that, because yeah. of this you know, argument, we're not going to be seeking those yeah. documents. Yeah. Let's go to some calls. 631-451-1039. Talking about the Washington Follies going down there and how it's really become a circus, without a doubt. Hal from Rocky Point. Hey, Hal. Well, I think Lee Zeldin is outspoken. He is on Trump's side, but he does, and other Republicans need to come out a little bit more here. Right. However, the problem is, how do they come out? I mean, if you go on CNN, you're going to get uh, a Republican in name only, right. and they're going to beat they're going to beat you up. They did. They beat they beat him up this week. But no, he did right. a pretty good job in retort. Yeah, I have. To However, say. the reason for my call is, if you look at what's happening here, it's the same mo. It's the circular firing squad through the media. And if you look at the bottom, which I did very carefully, and I read this thing, it comes from a committee that was put together by George Soros called uh, Truth and Investigation. That's where your secondhand knowledge is coming from, this whole thing. George Soros has his fingerprints on that whole document, including the New York Times mm. and the Washington Post. Those are the unnamed sources. So basically, we're going to do an investigation now, okay, from people from the media that hate Trump, George Soros that hates Trump, and Ukraine prior to, because they knew what Donald Trump Giuliani were doing. They were going down to Ukraine, and they were going back to find out what had happened with the Russian collusion, the investigation. Where did this start from? The President of the United States has every right to find that out. Okay. And then they said, you know what I mean? It's like ridiculous here. And then we sit on this for two weeks. Enough is enough. And that's the point. That's where the frustration is coming from. Assemblyman Doug Smith expressing that from his own constituents. Hal, thanks for the phone call. I want to get to a couple more. We got Chris from Brentwood. Hey, Chris, you're on the air. Hey, what's going on? Listen, you know, pretty much I'm going to reiterate yesterday because I think me and you were on the same page yesterday, Tom. But I think while you're hearing a lot of this frustration coming in from the callers and, and me as well, is that, you know, this is another thing that's getting in the way of the country moving forward. This is another yeah. thing that's getting in the yeah. way. It, yeah. it, it, to me, uh, I know you use the term nothing burger. You know, 
I think that they're they're you know like I said yesterday, the president might have said some things off key that a president maybe shouldn't say. But at the end of the day, we know who he is. We know the type of guy he is. And you know he's not he, your standard presidential. You know, going to say everything by the book, robotic. You know, Obama like way. You know, he's going to say what he's going to say and joke around. And you know, my whole thing is. You know, you hear a lot of this frustration, and I, I agree with it. I'm frustrated because this country is now again, again, put at a standstill. Yes. Again, yes. we can't move forward and, and, and deal with the issues that, that should be on the forefront. And that's what's happening. Good point. And, 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 and unfortunately, you know, my theory is that this is exactly what the Democrats wanted to do. They needed this so that, again, they could just continue to shovel the dirt on Trump, ahead of an election. But I'm, but listen, I'm, I'm all with you, Tom, and I 100% agree that 14 months from now, we have an election. That's it. So Just leave it up to the why, people. Why, why don't you do it the right way? Exactly. You, why don't you put your strongest left-wing right. Democrat, which is crazy, which no one, no one can beat Trump, I'll tell you that right now, and put your strongest left-wing Democrat on there, and, and you duke it out on the debate yeah, floor. Right. I got another call. Chris, thanks. I appreciate it. I want to get to other calls. I want to get everybody in. Uh, give everybody about a minute or so. We got a bunch of calls before the break. Jeff from Middle Island. Jeff, give about a minute or so if you can. Okay, I'll try to make it as quick as I can. Uh, President Trump, I think you might agree with this. Maybe Mr. Smith would too. Uh, is the chief law enforcement officer of the United States. Okay? And he had some probable cause that a crime was committed in Ukraine. And he asked about it. Now, when he asked about it, he didn't ask anybody to do him a favor. He said, do us a favor. Okay? That's in the transcript, and I'd invite your attention to it. Okay, good point. Good point. On the one hand. On the other hand, I don't know what else to say. Uh, he's, uh, he had a mild conversation with the president of Ukraine. This is another example of leaking a... A uh, what they think is a sensational transcript out to the public. This time they did it in a backhand way. I don't believe the whistle pl- uh, whistle quote whistleblower or whistleblowers perhaps because I think it's a cabal of people who did this yeah. even wrote that uh, document. All right, I think lawyers wrote it and it was vetted. I think Mr. Schiff had the document at least as early as the 12th of August of that date is accurate on the document. He might have had it before. He might have seen a draft of it. He might have helped them out. <laughs> this whistleblower needs to be looked at. He needs to be crossed. And I hope we find out, you know, who it is. Jeff, uh, we're going to be going to a break. I want to try to get a few more calls in. But okay. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. Let's take uh, Jim over in the center. We're going to get everybody in. Give everybody about 40, 50 seconds. Go ahead, Jim. So, this is the guy. He broke the financial system in London. He broke the, uh, the pound. If that guy says jump, the Democrats jump. That's right. The, the bottom line. He writes out the and, checks. And very simply put, Trump gets in once again because the Democrats have basically stalemated the government. Yeah. That's it. Thank I, you. And that's what I think a lot of people are saying. It's trying to run I out want to the get clock. Pete from Port Jeff, and then we'll go to Jay from Port Jeff. So go ahead, Pete. You're on the air. About yeah. 30, 40 seconds if you can. Yeah, okay. Um, you know something? I, I'm, they're trying to twist all of this around onto the Democrats. When the, he, he made a phone call that he shouldn't have made. Okay. I mean, why didn't he ask? Uh, why didn't he ask this guy to investigate Mueller? I mean, what Mueller came up with as far as Manafort and Flint to find out if they were really innocent. Hmm. If, I mean, if he really wanted to do an investigation, why wouldn't he do kind of an investigation like that? 
All right. And say, listen, why can't you help me and find out about Flynn and Manafort and whether they drummed up charges on him instead of asking about Biden and his son? It smells. All right. All right. That's a good you, point. You know it smells. No. You know it smells. Well, try, I mean, obviously, there's some problems there. I think, Doug Smith, you said, yeah. too, there's some problems with that phone call. There's no two ways about it, Pete. But okay. should, so, should we be bogged down in impeachment, though, over it? I don't think they should impeach him either. Okay. But the American That's... people deserve to know what he's doing, exactly. and this is part of what he's doing. And leave it up to and you they next year. to know about it. Yeah. Good point. I I, I, I I go with that. I appreciate yep. that. Thanks. And let's take our last call. Is Jay from Port Jefferson. Hey, Jay. Hey, how's it going? Basically, my question is the same as the previous caller. You know, granted, you know, you say slip of the tongue, businessman, you know, doesn't quite know the ropes. He's been the president for over two years. Hmm. At, what, at what point do we know when a slip of the tongue is a slip of the tongue and, you know, hmm. an off-color comment is an off-color comment? Right, right. And that's a valid you point. Know, that, uh, and I agree. I don't think impeachment should be coming. But what do we know what's real and what's not with him? Because the, he's a businessman, not a president. That that ship has sailed. Yeah. All right. He's been the president for a long time. And that's a lot of you excuse know, so. that they give. You know, you're right about that. And I'll, yeah. I'll also go along with that. Because I think he does conduct himself as a CEO, as, as opposed right. to an elected president. And, and like I said, you know, I, granted, do I believe that it, there was, you know, a, you know uh, an alter, you know... I don't know the reason for that phone call. Maybe not. Probably not. But it happened. Yeah. You know, and and it, w- it would be wrong for somebody not to say, hey, you know, eyebrows raised. Exactly. Good point. Jay, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, Doug, I want to get you 20 seconds in before we go to our break. Your thoughts? I love the calls. Keep them coming because this is what uh, the people are talking about here on Long Island. Yeah, exactly. And I'm glad we're going to do that because I want to continue with this when we get back from our break. Uh, Ray, one of our uh, listeners, says Doug Smith is a great representative. Just wrote us in. Thanks, I wanted Ray. to say that, too. Uh, we're going to take a short break. I'm your host, Tom Shalera, with Assemblyman Doug Smith talking about the national events of the day. We'll be right back. Showtime. It's time for that radio show everyone loves. Do not attempt to change the station. Just listen, and we'll keep broddcasting. Time to begin the show. 1039 LI News Radio presents Your Island, the very best in talk radio, with your host, Tom Shalero. And once again, welcome back. One hour down, one to go on our Friday edition. Now, this segment of our program is being brought to you by the Suffolk County Police Benevolent Association. The PBA serves to support law enforcement, participate in special events and programs, all designed to help protect our community. The Care you and keeping us all safe. From the anti-drinking and driving campaigns to protecting our children with education on the Megan's Law, PBA promotes a great relationship between the police and the people it's sworn to serve. Suffolk County is one of the safest counties in the country, and the PBA takes pride in its strong belief in our security. They have honored our fallen heroes and contribute greatly to our suburban way of life. Need to know more? Go right to that website, www.suffolkcountypba.org. Noel D. Geralimo President. Let's get right back into it. Now, folks, we're talking about, obviously, the events that are taking place in Washington, D.C. Very lucky to have with us Assemblyman Doug Smith, one of our regular contributors here every other week. Uh, Doug is an assemblyman with the uh, legislature up in Albany, so obviously a little out, but, you know, Doug's got a feel for the community, the politics, the issues and so on. You know, Tip O'Neill once said all politics are local, so that's what we're getting on our show today, people giving a uh, national perspective on what can be a local issue in terms of what our presidency is all about. We're also live streaming on Facebook. I want to put that out there again. You can see us live on Facebook. Your Island with Tom Shalero, and you could also like us on uh, Your Island with Tom Shalero. So let's get right back into it. You know, uh, Doug, a couple of people commenting on our Facebook page. 
essentially to uh, clarify uh, this whole idea with this phone call. And I want to give my my position on it, that I've read the transcripts. Uh, Initially, that was day one. Day two, then came the whistleblower report. The only thing I have with that is we don't know who the whistleblower is, how credible. And we also don't know exactly uh, who fed the whistleblower the the information. Because the whistleblower said, uh, I wasn't there. So this is coming to me from credible people. I want to know who these credible people are. I want to know exactly what it is. But I also, if in fact the transcript is accurate, which I'm saying that it is because the president said this is what the phone call is, uh, I would say that the, the, the phone call itself in and of itself is problematic. But I also say this. Uh, let's leave it up to the American people. Let's not get involved in a, na- a nightmare of impeachment because I think it's that important. We're going to be taking your phone call, 631-451-1039. And again, you could clarify your position because you know, I want the folks to know that. That, that we're not just there's no blanket uh, in terms of uh, going along with something that could be problematic. That's not the point. The point is let the opposition let's let's run a free and fair election campaign next year where people could make these decisions, even if it is Joe Biden. Let's judge Joe Biden and his son based on his potential to be president of the United States. Yeah, and I, I have to agree with that. I mean, I, I think that, uh, you know, I personally would have made that phone call if I was president. I don't think you would. Right, and I would not have either. Right. So but at, at the same same time, I mean, when you talk about impeachment now, we're really talking about putting your thumb on the scale of the election, because I, I honestly think if they go to impeach, we know they don't have the votes to convict. And, you know, we don't know how the votes are going to be cast. Some Republicans may go. I, I think you may have actually see a few Republicans in favor of impeachment and a few Democrats in, against impeachment exactly, yes. in, this, in the, uh, the United States Senate. But uh, but what I think you will see is if they go down this path, I think the Democrats are going to suffer greatly at the polls in November. Yeah, I think could, that the House. Yeah. I think they may cost themselves the house. So uh, and I think that that's kind of what Nancy Pelosi and her leadership team up until this point have said, you know, you have these radicals like AOC, uh, her uh, her little group there that have pushed for impeachment, regardless of, you know, I mean, they've been talking about impeachment since the guy got elected. Since, I think when the polls closed on Tuesday night, yeah. November 16th, you know, in November of 2016, excuse me. Uh, and you're right about that. Uh, let's see what Long Island has to say. Long Island actually reacting to the events in Washington, D.C., Got a couple of calls. Ron from Manaville. Ron, what are you saying? Hey, Tom, I got a quick question for you. You read the uh, the whistleblower's letter, right? Yes, I did. Yes, I did, sir. Well, what was your first impression of it? Well, yeah, I, I, I'm always skeptical when somebody says I'm writing this because other people told me about this. You know, as well, somebody I, who's gathered evidence at a crime scene, hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. That's the problem. Yeah. That was the main, the main problem I have with it. The other of it, yeah, the rest of it kind of went along with the transcript that was released the day before by the White House, by the way. Well, my first impression of it after reading the first two pages was this thing is written like a legal brief with footnotes. Yes, okay. I mean, I would expect this guy to have received this information however he got it, and he would just jot down a letter, hey, I I, I was told this happened, this happened, this happened. This thing is footnoted with references to... the United States well, Code yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, attorneys so wrote it. You know that. He went to... Well, to absolutely. Yeah. So so that, that means this is... I mean, I hate to use the word, but it's almost like a conspiracy. Okay. Everybody got together. Yeah. Yeah, well, that yeah, obviously there is a, a cabal. Can I use that yeah. word? There's a cabal yeah. there in the Oval Office that I guess wanted to put this for. Maybe these people are true patriots. I don't know what you think, Ron. Or maybe these people are just part of the Trump derangement syndrome. And, well, well, you know, I, I guess we have to decide. I'm going with B. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ron. I appreciate it. Let's take Steve over there in Waiting River. Steve, what do you say? You're on the air, sir. Hey, Tom. How are you? Thanks Good. for taking my call. Pleasure. Um, 
I have to say, this is very scary. <laughs> okay. Um, Good. I'm, I'm glad you I'm, share my uh, passion for this because a lot of people are just dismissing it, and I think this is very serious. Get Steve. Mainly, I think because we're we're doing something I think unprecedented. Um, last time I checked, I'm thirty I'm thirty four years old. Um, I barely remember the Bill Clinton impeachment proceedings, right. but I believe that there was between eight to ten chargeable crimes that they found. Yes, and then they proceeded with impeachment. Yes, there's no crime right now, and they're trying to proceed with impeachment. Yes. Um, so at this point, it's, it's just like what they've been doing the whole time with the Russia. They've been investigating him without a crime. So it's almost like a police state where you have the government coming in and holding someone accountable for a crime that never occurred, mm. but also infringing upon their rights. Okay. You know, and again, um, everybody's as, as, entitled to due process in a fair and equitable manner. You know, whether the well, White I mean, House is being afforded that, I don't know. It's, it's, I just don't, I didn't see the same thing happen with President Obama when he leaned in on the open mic that he didn't know he was on. That's right. He's when a, he said that, yeah, tell, tell I remember that. I'll have more flexibility after the election. Right. So when, what, I mean, what was behind that? Was that sounded like a potential quid quo pro. Yeah, it did. I, mean, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. So that's fair. That's a good point. But I really think that they're overstepping their rights. And uh, as Americans, being taxpayers and also the ones who duly elected him, our rights are being infringed upon because he's our voice. Exactly. Good point. Good point. Thanks, Steve. Uh, welcome Thanks. your thoughts all of the time. We've got Joe from Rocky Point. Go ahead, Joe. What do you say? Help us out with Assemblyman Doug Smith. Well, I, I mean, you, you mentioned it yesterday, Tom. It was a great point. Al Green, congressman from Texas, said if we, we can't beat him in 2020, we got to get rid of him. Yeah. And this is exactly what is the case. Yeah. Because you have no crime. Okay, you have three senators that did actually far worse than him. I don't see anybody bringing impeachment articles on them. I want to see their phone calls to the Ukraine when they said they were going to withhold their support for. Uh, you know, it's funny yesterday too. A lot of uh, some people, oh, who cares what the other? It, it does matter. Okay, this is our republic. If we're going to allow these people to sideswipe us in an election, we duly elected this president. You have to live with him for four years. Because you don't like them and you want to remove them from office, it doesn't work that way. That's right. So what they're basically telling us, Tom, no matter what the will of the people is, okay, they're doing what they want to do. And that's not how this country works. And that's what's the scariest part of it. Right. And there know, is a threat upon why, our democracy. You know, they want to, there is a threat here. Absolutely. They want to get rid of the Electoral College. They don't. They want to let uh, underage kids vote because they can twist their minds. They yeah. want, if people don't see what's going on here and don't wake up, I mean, I would love to see like a 65, 70% turnout on election day. Let the people speak. That could happen. That could happen. That, that could happen, Joe. I that could happen. We've got a lot of anger I'm out right. there. On both sides, by the way. I think they really overplayed their hand. And they really, they're looking, as time goes on, they're looking dumber and dumber and dumber. It's really scary. Yeah, really, I'm going to have really to say, Joe, always a pleasure. Thanks for the phone call. Just weigh in before I get to another call. I, I just think that, you know, as we're talking about this stuff, I think one of the root causes might be that, you know, for so many years, people have been told not to talk about things like religion and politics. So instead of being taught how to talk about them, how to actually have a conversation one person to another. We've been taught to avoid this. And now with uh, social media, where everybody has access to, you know, thoughts that, you know, their next door neighbor, they never would have thought what their next door neighbor, you know, known what they thought about politics and things. So it's uh, it's a very divisive time. And I, I do wonder, are we in a post-presidency error where basically the only time this country is going to get something done is when the president happens to be the same party as both chambers of commerce? I hope that Congress, I hope that we're not 
in that type of an era because we're going to be very it's going to be tough for the country to move forward exactly six three one four five one one oh three nine let's hear from lance from shirley hey lance Hey, Tom, how are you guys doing? Good. Today? What do you think? Great show. I love hearing from my fellow Long Islanders. Uh, I just want to chime in on a couple things. Sure. Um, little, little distressed that you guys are both saying Trump shouldn't have been on the call. I'm going to share the viewpoint that uh, reading from other sources, you know, he was 100% within our rights. Okay. Within his right. rights to do that. Okay. I got that. And, you know, we can read all that. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with the assemblyman just said. You know, we have to learn how to have these conversations with people who see things differently. That's where our greatest strength is going to be. And, you know, you just listen to shows that ramble on and on and talk, and it's all talking points. Oh, what else do I want to say? It's just like these people that lie on these newscasts. You know, pay these people 29000 a year, and then let's see how much they're willing to yeah. come to work and do yeah. their thing. I mean, they make <laughs> stupid money right. on yeah. stuff like this. Right. But uh, no, the, the president did the right thing. I stand with him 100%. Right. And I agree with uh, the previous caller, you know, where he says, you know, you know people got to wake up because this is out and out of power grab against our, you know, mm-hmm. what makes America America, the, the ability to vote and have a voice. Okay, good point. Um, appreciate it, guys. Have yeah, a great day. Th- thank you so much. I appreciate it. That was Lance over there. I like the way Lance put it. Me you know, too. That, and, that was a good way to put it. And, yeah. and I think one of the things, Lance, that you just touched on uh, was the fact that, you know, are we going to have a political class in the United States and this elitist class that's going to say, you know what, we know better yeah. than the people that actually vote in these elections, that that right. we're sitting here in, uh, you know, the news studio in New York City, and we're going to dictate to the yeah. entire country what how everything ha- is going to happen. Right. I just want to back up a little bit what Lance was saying uh, in terms of, uh, and I, I made the statement, well, maybe you shouldn't have had that phone conversation. The only reason I say that is because I come from the old school world of politics, like be very careful what you say, <laughs> Absolutely. you know, whereas Donald Trump is basically, you know, he's freewheeling. So if I have to answer with Lance, I'd say that's, pro- you know, you're going to weigh out every word and probably not, uh, again, uh, as be as real as you can be, particularly as, as Donald Trump. So you have to be careful what you do say. But I do understand Donald Trump is just a whole different dynamic when it comes to the that's presidency. True. He's got a different political DNA than most people in the field. So I, I, would, I would say that. Let's see what James over in West Hampton Beach got a bunch of calls to get to. Get James, you're on the air. Hey, Tom, how you doing? Good. Assemblyman, how are you? Doing well. Um, the thing is, I, I'm wondering with this is that what does this do for our national security? You know, impeachment, I think, is a last-ditch effort. I think it's like a disgraceful thing. And as I said, I was I was raised uh, by parents, by a mother that was uh, Republican and conservative. She was not not rooting and cheering for Bill Clinton to be removed from office. That should be a last-ditch effort. That should be the Agreed. last recourse of um, I think when you remove a president, it's because it has to has to be done, not because you're waiting for that moment. How, how do we look? Have we enabled Iran maybe to go after our allies because we can't get out from under our own feet, that we look confused, discombobulated, and vulnerable? That's right. That's what I'm wondering. I and, think and right. you know, uh, James just raised something. That was taken off the front page. Yep. You got a global conflict that's brewing in the Mid- yep. in the Mideast. And I'm glad James brought that up. I mean, Iran and Saudi Arabia, I mean, they are yep. head to head. They're pulling on this rope tighter and tighter. And what are we talking about? This phone call to the Ukraine. I'm glad James brought that up. Yeah. The last thing I want to say is, you know, we have a president that needs to represent us, the people. I mean, he's at the U.N. and they're turning around and attacking him. Just to try to undermine him. And I'm not saying that Trump was right or wrong in this. I'm not going to weigh in on, on the phone call. So I think nationally, overall, I think what the Democrats are showing is that they're really in it for like their party. And I understand party survival is important, but I think people's, people's survival is more important. And it's just the national security, I feel, is very vulnerable right now. I feel like people aren't taking us seriously. I mean, we already see that China 
and other countries don't even want to like they don't even want to talk to Trump because yeah. they feel like he'll be out anyway. Yeah, so point. why bother? Yeah, that's, so that's collateral damage on this. That's collateral it just, damage. It yeah. just looks like it, it looks like it makes our national yeah. security yeah. vulnerable. But that was my point. Appreciate Thank it. Guys. Thanks, James. Appreciate it. Let's go to a few. I want to get everybody in. We've got uh, Donna Martini on the line. Oh. Donna's one of our contributors here. Uh, every other week, Donna comes on and helps us out quite a bit. Also, co-hosts with me sometimes when I do the Li in the AM show. Donna Martini, how are you? Hi. How you doing, Donna? I don't. I don't know. I think you guys might be upset that you took my call. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm sitting down, Donna. <laughs> well, listen, um, I don't want you to back down about thinking that Trump shouldn't have made that call because, quite frankly, he put us in this position as a country to have to deal with it. Okay. You know, so and, and but I we also elected him knowing who he was. Well, we, some people, not everybody, well, okay? And the point is that that's a that's perfect segue because half the country didn't and half the country terrified of him. So the, the other poll was saying how this is scary, the, the Dems are doing this, and some of them are doing it because their constituents want it and their constituents are terrified of, of a man like Trump being in office. Now, you know me. I'm, I'm about the love. I'm about giving people the benefit of doubt. I can't help the president if I hate him. I'm going to definitely appeal to his soul. Um, I don't know anything about politics the way you do in government affairs, but I can imagine that there's a lot of things that he does and says that he could he could back down from and make it easier for people to love him, make it easier for uh, people who voted for him not to have to defend all the time. Yep. Okay. Right. I, I always look at it, though, right after the election, whoever the president is, we right. should all come behind the president, I Democrat mean, or Republican. It, it, it is like, not to use an old, you know, an old expression, but it's kind of like hoping the pilot of the plane, you know, is not successful. And, you know, we all go down with the ship. So so and, and I'm not saying that that's what you're saying, Donna, but actually what our last caller was kind of saying is, you know, there were people that hoped wished him ill from day one. And yeah. by the way, the same thing with when Obama was elected, there were people who wished him ill from day yeah. one. And, and I, it's unfortunate you, you want, you know, what Obama got elected i didn't vote for him but i hoped that he would be successful because our country would be successful right. and if you remember when obama got elected mitch mcconnell said that we want uh, we we have one thing in common to make sure he, obama doesn't get reelected. yeah he did say and that. that's not a good way to, to, to pull no him. way right so i think that they think they're doing a service to the country by trying to get this president out I, I i can't blame them for how they feel because if you flipped over and you and you looked at how you feel about how to run the country and you knew that the, the liberals and Democrats were doing everything they can to get what they want. We, on the other side, there'd be just much fear. Okay, appreciate you know, that. Everybody has, everybody wants what they want in their government, and I think that's why we have two parties so split. Exactly. And I mean, the whole idea is the, Trump, the president can make it a little easier on us. I, I do think that that fear did exist, though. Donna, thank you. I'm going to go to another call. Yeah, Doug, finish up. I'm sorry. I do think that fear did exist. If you remember the Tea Party movement, mm -hmm. the fact that, you know, Obama was talking about socialized medicine. He was talking about cap and trade, all these these ideas that uh, many of them did not end right. up becoming law. But there was a there was an element of the country that was very fearful that our rights would be taken from uh, us. So I want to get to uh, Chris from Miller Place. He's been waiting a while. Go ahead, Chris. You're on the air. Hey, Tom. How you doing? Uh, I've been listening probably since your show started. Yes. When you started on the radio, you know, can I, do you like President Trump? <laughs> um, I like his support of our police. I like his support of our military. I like his economic policies. I'm trying to think all the things that I do like about him because I, I see the country moved in the right direction. Particularly, I wanted to score the support of the police and the military because we haven't seen that. But when it comes down to, uh, I think certain methods that, you know, his tweets and uh, his divisiveness sometimes, that bothers me a little bit. But other than that, that's, that's the short Reader's Digest answer. But thank you for asking yeah. me that question, Chris. But, you know, because I got to tell you, you know, sometimes, you know, I like your show.
show. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, yeah. I, I just feel like the way you present the, you know, the topic, it's like you don't like this guy. You know, you like you. you it's like you feel you come across like like the, like the Democrat side comes across sometimes. Not not vile and vicious and rude and right. but just like it's the tone that you clearly don't like this guy. Your callers like him. Right. Oh, like absolutely. But that's why you know I have to say, Chris, I've and, lost you know, liberal you know, friends you know, and I've lost conservative friends. Right. So I guess I must be doing and, something right. Yeah. Right. Well, I got to be honest. I mean, I, sometimes I think you're a Democrat. I'm not really sure. <laughs> well, if I could weigh, if I could weigh in on that, because I get that a lot too. I'm a Republican, proud Republican. But people ask me all the time, "Oh, you're a Rhino." You're, and, and there's a great saying, and it was actually Mayor Ed Koch that said, "If you agree with me 70 percent of the time, support me. If you agree with me 100 percent of the time, get your head examined." It was slightly different. Actually, Al Graff used to say it that way, but Ed Koch, it was like nine out of twelve times. And I actually like the fact that Tom is fair and balanced because you actually have both sides come on. Absolutely. You know, I, I'm a school teacher, so that's my background. So while I'm a Republican and I see things, I also try to represent all my I constituents. I, sometimes I don't feel Tom is fair and balanced. Sometimes I think Tom is just like kind of jaded to one direction. Okay, it's like you know, listen, the guy's not perfect. President Trump is not perfect. Yes, I mean everything that he does, everybody ridicules. You know, you know, like I'm not going to say that. Like when Obama became the president, like the country was completely split in the vote. Maybe he won bigger than Trump won, but you know, we dealt with him for eight years. Right. You know. I mean, I don't see what what President Trump's doing other than trying to fix the problems that were created, that were put on his desk. And it's just the same nonsense every day. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't understand your radio show quite. Maybe I'm missing something. I feel like you don't support this president. And you're looking to get him out as well. Mm. And, no, I'm, I'm know, saying fair and balanced. I try to present is, both is sides. To you, like like someone standing at the podium and and lying to us and making us promises that are never going to come true, or some guy who's going to go up there and tell it how it is. Okay. And unfortunately, it hurts your feelings sometimes. You know, deal with it. Yeah. I, I, at the same time, though, I think that we're allowed to criticize. Look, I'm like I said, I'm a Republican. I'm very it's not critical. About criticism. Uh, I think no, it is. I think it's about free speech, and I think it's about the fact that look, we live in a society where people have differing opinions. I don't love that this guy tweets all the time. Do you know? So next year, I'm going to be on the ballot with President Trump. Every time he tweets, that makes it harder for me to get things done because people sit there and say, you're a Republican, Trump's a Republican. So, and you know what? He's moving the country in the right direction on a lot of I these like issues. I like tweets because I know what's going on with his tweets. If I have to rely on the news, I don't know what's happening then because it's all fake, which has been proven. Although I, I will say that I think Donald Trump does throw some tweets out there just to kind of uh, get people talking about yeah, something other than... So, I, I, I I don't know. I, I, I think blind I think allegiance. He's, I think he's a master at setting up the Democrats to make them look like the fools that they truly are. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I just think that blind allegiance to any politician. I, I think you, I think we live in a country where you can call people out either way. Yeah. You know, I call out the governor. I call out the president. You know, I, we're entitled to. And I think I think Tom respectfully, I think he handles things very fair and balanced. And I, I have to say this. So I know I'm doing something right because I've lost <laughs> friends on the left yep. and I've lost friends on the right. So I, I kind of I'm kind of glad that, uh, that we get these type of comments. Chris, thank you. Your, your thoughts are always right, welcome. Tom, thank there. you. Anyway. I appreciate it. Thank, thanks so much. Let's take Rob over there in Port Jeff Station. What do you say, Rob? Hey, uh, Tom, how are you? Good. Listen, uh, on this Trump thing with the phone call, uh, you know, everybody has their own opinions on how they feel about what he does. Hmm. But I want to just say one thing. He's got cojones. He takes the bull by the horns. Yes. He passes it down to somebody in his administration to make a phone call so they can take six months to find out who it was. He stepped up. He did it. And that's that. 
So we're going to nip it in the butt, get it done, and just keep moving forward. Okay. That's the way I think. And I think that's an important uh, aspect of what our conversation is all about. Rob, thank you so much. You really do uh, appreciate it. I'll tell you, Doug, a lot of people <laughs> are thinking it's not. I, I, I don't it. know if you could stay a little while. I can. All right, because we have Barbara LaMonica is going to be calling on what's the news of the day. Yeah. You know, news of the week, and uh, we'll have. I know you were here last week when she was on, or two weeks ago, yeah. and uh, that turned out to be a good, good segment. So we're going to ask Doug Smith to uh, stay a little while longer. We're going to have Barbara LaMonica talking about the week in review, and we will continue. I'm your host Tom Schiller. You're listening to the award-winning Your Island here on 103.9 LI News Radio. Once again, with Doug Smith, we'll be right back. This is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. Always keep your eyes open for motorcycles. This message is brought to you by my buddies at Long Island Abate. Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero on 103.9 LI News Radio. And once again, a welcome back. This segment of our program is being brought to you by the great motorcycle rights and safety advocacy group, Long Island Abate. American bikers for awareness, training, and education. They promote safety on our roads for the two- and three-wheel rider to ensure automobile drivers look and see and know that motorcycles are everywhere. They promote training, common sense laws, attend court proceedings to ensure justice for those involved in motorcycle accidents where a driver is drunk, distracted, or recklessly careless. Call Abate President Jim Barr at one eight 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 L I Abate or visit the website longislandabate.org. Please watch those left-hand turns. Now, you're looking to sell your home or buy? Well, look no further. Manzoni Real Estate is a real estate broker that the MLS proudly rated number one here on Long Island. Your home is your most prized possession, so don't mess around. Call a professional. Ray Manzoni has sold and found homes for many of our listeners here at LI News Radio with satisfaction, which is why I love recommending Ray Manzoni as your real estate broker. All you have to do is this. Call 631-928-1188. Or go to that website, www.manzoni.com, and mention your island with Tom Shalera and receive a line-protected supermarket bag. Let's get right back into it. Now, this segment of our show on Fridays, we do a week in review. Uh, Assemblyman Doug Smith has agreed uh, graciously to be here. Uh, we usually don't take phone calls. We have one or two calls waiting. We will take them. But first, I want to introduce Barbara LaMonica. She's our local reporter. She's out there all the time. She's sniffing around for the news, and she's got the news. Barbara LaMonica, what do you say? Good afternoon, Tom. And I don't know if Assemblyman Smith is still out. Uh, he's he's going to listen in, Barbara. He How you doing? He couldn't. He <laughs> wanted to be well. here with you. What a week it was, you know, and it certainly wasn't one of America's finest weeks that have been dominating the headlines. And, you know, I'm, by now I'm referring to House Speaker Pelosi's, you know, announcing on Tuesday that the House would launch a formal impeachment inquiry yeah. in response to, you know, to, to the president's, you know, conversation to pressure the Ukraine to investigate former VP Joe yeah. Biden. Um, but even before seeing these transcripts from this July 25th, a phone conversation between Mr. Trump and Mr. Trump and uh, President uh, Zelensky, you know, and this after the Russian collusion and the subsequent Mueller report, which both of which struck out, the opposition has commenced a witch hunt to remove Mr. Trump from office since day one of his presidency. Um, and, and I do want to say to that, your comments at the very top of your first segment, um, let we the people decide yes. whether to hire Donald Trump or to fire yes. Donald Trump in 20. 20- 20 uh 
you know, to, you know, to see Jeff, uh, he was at the, uh, I think he was up right before yeah, the one o'clock hour. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know, the president, you know, he, he really said it very eloquently, you know, the yeah. president being the chief officer yeah. um, had probably, has probable cause, you know, to, you know, have a former vice president now, mind you, who is now running for president to be, in, you know, to be investigated. So why isn't he also being investigated? That's all good points. Um, we're going to put you on hold because we're going to take only sure. one phone call because we've got a lot to talk about. Please but I have do. to say, based on what you just said, this this whole thing is becoming like a bad migraine headache, you know. I don't know how else to put it and, uh, you know, to put it out to the folks. Just hold one second. I want to take Mike from Occupy. He's been waiting. Then we're going to go back to Barbara. We'll also talk with Doug Smith. Go ahead, Mike. You're on the air, sir. Yeah, how you doing? Um, listen, um, first off, as far as the, the tweets are concerned, I love them. Okay. Because here's the thing. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. What if the Republican sitting next to you right now? Somebody turns around and says to him, and, again, this is an allegation that you hate gay people, okay? That's a hypothetical. Okay. Don't carry it away. What's the quickest way that you are going to respond to attack that? You're going to tweet out something immediately that that's disgusting? Of course you will. Yes. Now, picture a whole media organization, CNN, MSNBC, Newsday, and other media outlets all doing it. You need to fight back. If you think running as a Republican now in this blood sport by, oh, I don't like his tweets and, oh, I don't like... Well, if I could respond to that now without tweeting, because you're on the air here, is I think that... Right now. I think it's good that he can respond to the public... on the spot with uh, without having that uh, media as kind of the uh, the in between, but at the same time, I wish he'd be more responsible what, about what he's tweeting. He tweets crazy Give things. Give me an example. He tweets pre- randomly pre- at two o'clock in the morning. The guy will tweet presidential harassment in capital letters. You know that, that's that's just bizarre. And you don't think it is? I think it's bizarre that and he's you're tweeting that. As a Republican, are you serious? Well. Uh, uh, yeah. Good luck, dude. All I gotta say is good luck. Okay, dude. But uh, I, I mean, in, in all fairness, though, it, it's just—I think it's a little bizarre. And you know, I think you that know what there has to be, though. And I'll bring Barbara into this whole thing. There has to be civil discourse yeah. in this country. I mean, why do we have to call each other names? And and I, you know, Doug, I, I guess a lot of times we don't want to say it, but if, if if the president gets on and tweets, and he does it in more of an intellectual manner and so on, I think we could we could put up with that. But sometimes, you know, when it gets to the vitriol, the name and, calling, and, uh, you know. That that sort of thing. And maybe I could ask uh, Michael, you have, we have that, what was it, cut three from yesterday? It's a very short uh, uh, cut that we had with uh, Rudy Giuliani. Just just go with cut three for a second, then I'll go right back to Barbara. Uh, cut three was Rudy Giuliani's voice. It's only like 20 or 25 seconds. He needs about a minute or so. But Barbara, your thoughts on that. Uh, Can't we have a little bit more civil discourse than have well, to call each other names? Oh, oh well, sure. You know, and I'm going to fast forward a little bit to, to my weekend review on something that I, I had hoped to get in, and this seems like a really good opportune time. What I would like to see the president do is come on to primetime television, tell the American people what transpired during this now infamous yeah, that would conversation help. That would help. between him, you know, and the Ukraine President Zelensky, and I have a couple of bullets here, and what he should include is the intent of the $400 million in aid and how that, you know, that was um, part of the conversation, how that $400 million came in to be part of the conversation and the aid to the Ukraine. Number two, his vulnerability when his private conversations with world leaders are being leaked by some of his inner circle at the very, who have the very highest, you know, levels of access to the highest levels of, you know, confidential information. And the third bullet 
And finally, in a very, very, and this goes back to what we were just talking about, in a very controlled demeanor and tone, ask for a probe into Biden's billion-dollar admission, you know, yeah. to, to, you know, to protect and, uh, his and that, son. And that would allow, as you're saying, for a civil discourse. I, I, I want to just play this real quick, because, by the way, Rudy Giuliani, I've met him over many, many years when he was a U.S. attorney. I remember interviewing him for a cable TV show that we were doing. And over the course of years, I got to know Rudy, uh, Mayor Giuliani. But let me tell you something. What, what you're about to hear, it only lasts about 10 or 15 seconds. But go ahead, Mike. Mike's going to play the cut. Cut three. It's not working? Okay. But in the meantime, it shows Rudy becoming unhinged uh, at, a, oh. uh, at, a, um, at an interview that he was having on CNN. And he was using the words like idiot and using uh, all these different expletives and so on. And I'm saying, this is not the man that I met. Yeah. Have we now adopted a new way of thinking, a new division in this country where uh, it's uh, and, you know, does this president sometimes tweet things where he goes after people and things like that? He does. Apparently, there is a core of people in this country that are okay with it. And there's those of us who would like to see more of a civil discourse. That's all that I'm saying. I mean, we have a we have a mental health crisis in this country. I I don't think it helps when we have name calling. I mean, really, you know, as a teacher, I'm trying to tell kids stop bullying. Yet you look at adults bullying one another in the president of the United States. So it's it's. But again, if you look at the results, I think the people I represent, you know, like the results. However, I just think the way he goes about it, you know, it's we we knew when he was elected, we did not elect a Boy Scout. You know, you knew that wasn't happening. And that was he made it. He made himself very clear. And I think where the American people do accept that. And and I guess it's just uh, the the tweets can be a little harsh. And uh, that certainly does not uh, reflect an opinion. Uh, I'll go back to some of the great things that his trade agreements with Canada and Mexico. I think a genius. Yep. I mean, that's more important than him deciding that he doesn't want to. He wants to say things against Joe Biden or whatever thing like that. Which one has a priority? Well, the priority is good trade agreements that keep general. Motors and Ford yep. in the United States uh, employing Americans. So I'll, I'll be on the side of that before Absolutely. anything else like that. I think and the job market and the stock market, you know, everything you know, seems to be looking up. Support of law enforcement. <laughs> exactly. I mean, uh-huh. Law enforcement, absolutely. Uh-huh. So, Barbara, what else happened this week? I think pretty much we're dominated by this impeachment hysteria. Yeah. Tom, I don't know if you've you know, talked about the impeachment process and, you know, to the assembly. We did spend some time this week, yes, we did. But not today. Bit. But not today. But, but about the results, though. You know, what what, what could be the, you know, when we get to the very end, when we get to the Senate, we, right now we've got, and I underscore, a Democrat-controlled House could hold, the next step would be to hold a floor vote on at least one of the articles of impeachment, and if less than the majority of the House votes to impeach, Trump would remain in office. If the majority of the House votes to impeach, then the articles of impeachment are advanced to now the Republican-controlled Senate. Right. That's not happening. Okay. <laughs> what? It's not going to happen because you know, 66 they, votes, they, right? there's not enough votes in the Senate. You need I 60, think you need 67 votes. 67 right? votes. It's, it's right. Well, that's right, that, exactly, exactly. So they're, they're going to hold the trial that up. So it's, it's you, you kind of jumped ahead exactly. So and it would require the two thirds. So it, it won't. You know. So I think you know to look now at the end of the road. I, I don't think you know that it's you know ultimately it's not going to happen. It, right. it wouldn't be good for the country. Um, let's look at the market. You know and the implicate. You know and again I'm going all over the place with this because it's so much to cover in just a couple of minutes right. but the uh, but uh, the implications of a presidential impeachment stocks could take a nosedive would there be a crash i don't know but there will be you know a, you know a, a lot of you know very very negative implications it, it, that that would happen and too. the last two or three days alone the dow nasdaq and s&p 
uh, took a little dip. They're looking to rally after, you know, after coming down a little bit, you know, for the immediate future. We're going to see the stocks de-soaring. And I say this only because this is where it hits Americans right in the wallet. You know, but I, I think that, you know, for now, we're going to be keeping our noses above water. And, you know, in, in the end, I don't think we're going to see you know, and the world oil market, to my surprise, and I'm going to apologize to the folks, because when those couple of oil refineries were blown up, I had predicted that the oil, that the barrel of oil would go up. It really didn't happen. So I'd have to say mm. to the to the benefit of a strong uh, economic situation here in the United States, yeah. kept the barrel of oil pretty much that went up a little bit, but not a lot. And I was prices raised. went prices went up a little bit at the pump. Yeah, a little bit. Well, yeah, they took advantage, but it didn't go up the twenty five cents that everybody yeah. was predicting. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I'd have to say that was uh, was a good thing. Just give a, a quick hold. Let's see what uh, Joe from Brookhaven has to say. Hey, Joe, you're on the air. Hey, how's everybody doing? Good. Doing Tom, great. I'm up here working. I'm hearing somebody come in and say something about you and what you need, how you need to think about Republic. I don't care what you. You are one of the nicest, fairest man. Thank who you. Was given voice. To uh, buffoons like myself and let us voice on the air, and who would do that for this show and for us common folk? And I don't care what if you're Democrat, Republican, you, whatever you believe in. My wife always says, she always says, she says, why can't you be nice like Tom Shalero? <laughs> Tom Shalero, I told married to you for twenty years. What do you want? Me? But, but listen, hey I'm, Joe, you got eight kids. What do you got? Eight kids, nine kids? I don't know. I mean, you know, so nine going on ten. Yeah, nine going on ten. He does. That's true. I met Joe. It's incredible. Tom, God bless. You're a great man. You believe whatever you want. You got a mind of your own. Thank you for everything. Uh, and you thank do. you, Joe, for that. And again, the whole idea is fair and balanced. Everybody's p- viewpoint is welcome here. We don't take an editorial policy specifically uh, unless it's outrageous, uh, something outrageous. But you have a right to if you want to, and you, even with that, you're letting that man go on and on. Well, he had, right. he, had a, he, has, he has a right. Everybody has a right. Very off-putting. Thanks. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Joe. God bless you. Let's go right back to Barbara. Barbara, you're back on the air. Sorry about that. Ditto to Joe from Brookhaven. <laughs> I appreciate that. So we got a few minutes left, Barbara. Give us one other news event, maybe besides this impeachment stuff. I don't uh, know. Yeah, this, yeah. I've got a migraine. I have a migraine. Yeah, right now. I know, I know, I know. But listen, the, the only thing I'd say is, you know, I do just want to say one thing. You know, I just I, I circle back to one question. Why, why isn't Biden being investigated? We've got him on on tape, you know, bragging about uh, well, leveraging yeah. a billion U.S. dollars, yeah. to, you know, to, to cover his son. So, so yeah. So, but anyway, we do have some um, upcoming elections, you know, coming up in November. So November is, I think, it's fewer than six weeks away. And we're really voting. A, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're coming up quick. Yeah. Really, really quick. Yeah, it's sneaking up, and we've got a full Brookhaven Town Board, and we're going to be speaking much more in depth about this. As you in know, the next we, couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Be... But we've got all of the incumbents seeking re-election on the Brookhaven Town Board, a superintendent of highways, the receiver of taxes. Um, so you know, they're they're all you know, and, and the legislature too. So That's right. we've got eighteen you know, members. Yes, yeah, so yep. there's yes, yeah, it's gonna it's going to be a lot, and the, you know that they've got some pretty hefty challengers. But um, I've got some predictions on how these races. will 
will go uh, at the town level, um, but um, I don't know that well, now. We'll hold that for now. Before that. I let you go, yes. very quickly, <laughs> I understand the Libertarian candidate uh, is going to be allowed in the debates. Um, uh, Fisher, the Libertarian candidate, uh, Fisher, is going to be allowed in the debates with the Republican and the uh, Democrat, uh, Jack, uh, John Kennedy and, uh, and, and Steve Ballone. And, and Steve Ballone. What are your thoughts on that, putting the Libertarian candidate in? Uh, I say put them in and let the people decide. Let, okay. let, you know, let, now, there is an interesting thing to note about this. So this debate we're talking about on News 12, News, News 12, 12 is not going to air it. So that's something that your mm. your listeners should know. News 12 has now made the decision mm. that they're not going to live air the debate for the first time. So we have a county executive race. They're saying they're not going to air the debate. Now, it's very concerning to me because one of the candidates for county executive spent, I believe, like $250,000 in advertising with News 12 the day before. Before, mm-hmm. or a few days before that decision was made. So I think uh, as a cable subscriber, I, I'm very concerned That's t- um, to the fair and balanced nature of that. They said it's going to be somewhere on their on-demand channel or on the website. Like, uh, but we're not paying top dollar enough for cable, right. right? But yeah. you know what? That doesn't sit well with me and with right. the folks. You know, we just had this issue with Verizon Fios uh, closing up shop because uh, and a lot of politicians said, well, we won't get our local news. Uh, but now they're going to shelve this debate. The public deserves to know. The people of Suffolk County deserve to see one debate. We should have at least one aired debate. (laughs) You know, is that too much to ask? Apparently it is. That's it. Well, believe it or not, Barbara, thank you so much. We'll hear from you again next week. Maybe the news will be a little bit more benign, but I doubt it. Barbara. I hope it changes for the the better, but I do agree with the Assemblyman in terms of airing that debate. So have a good week, everybody. (laughs) You too. Thanks, Barbara. Appreciate it. Let's take one more call of the week. What better way to end the week with Rocco Rocco. from Selden? Get Rocco. You know, I heard the uh, caller say that uh, it made you sound like a never-Trumper there. <laughs> I, 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 I actually don't see that all at all. And you know what? He may have been a plant from... Remember that guy that didn't want the music festival in, uh, oh, yes, in right, Rocky Point yeah. against Sarah? Yeah. <laughs> he may have been a plant. Oh, could you be. Know? Yeah, could be. And, and, just, and just one last thing. I, I just wish that... Uh, the cloud would pass by. You know, if, if the Senate needs to vote, let the Senate vote. Let's let the cloud pass by there. You know, it's, yeah. uh, get it on with, uh, because the president has such great accomplishments. I want him to continue to focus, to have the wisdom, to be blessed, to make additional accomplishments rather than having to worry about, uh, yeah. you know, Nancy Pelosi and the... Good point. Not too fabulous for. Right. And once again, thanks, Rocco. We believe in that end of the time. Rocco, always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, Doug, I'm going to let you have the last word of the last segment of this week. I just think it's, it, it's interesting. Our country is very divided, probably more divided than it's been. And I think we need to take it upon ourselves to come together and to listen to one another and be respectful. I think uh, that's... Uh, well said, uh, my friend, Assemblyman Doug Smith, here every other week, helping us out with our midday program, Your Island Here. I'm Tom Shalero. You've been listening. LI News Radio 103.9. Everybody have a great weekend. Good weather for the weekend, everybody. And we'll see you on Monday. New York, New York, these vagabond shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it.